we're in a very crossroads time where celebrityism mm -hmm. is changing. And that's why And, uh, people are talking about wanting to watch smaller creators because they're not interested in seeing yes. unrelatable stuff. I think that's what a lot of creators now who are getting started get, don't put priority on, is valuing the people that are already watching you and that are already a fan. Hi, Julie. Hello. <laughs> How are you today? Wonderful. Good. <laughs> There was a hesitation, but I How believe you? you're wonderful. Doing great. Doing Today is a beautiful day in the city, so I have the windows open and we're going to hear motorcycles, fire engines, and all sorts of fun city noises during this episode, but I'm ready for it. <laughs> How about you? Yay. I'm ready for it. How I'm was the week? How was the week? It was any, good. Any I've recovered. I've recovered from my, uh, uh, my, sorry. I've recovered from my blood taking experience. Okay, good. I'm glad. And going to write a bit about it. So that's wonderful. Been working on the comedy. I booked another comedy show good. for December 6th, 6th. Oh. If you're That's, in LA, it's great at the Comedy Chateau, which is like another bigger-ish club. Oh wow! And now, gonna, is it going to be recorded? It's going to be recorded. Yes, I okay. believe it is. Okay, good. Otherwise, you know, I have to get on a plane. I know. And now I'm trying to figure out booking shows in New York, but I'm having a little bit of imposter syndrome and feeling like not good enough. So that's. That's what's going on. All right. For we me. need to help we need to help you get over that because <laughs> you've already performed at some big clubs. And as I say, when you reach out to these people, that should be the leading line. I know. It should be the lead. I've performed at Comedy Store, I've performed at the Hollywood Improv. The that's cred. That's receipts. And so you yeah. have them. So I, I don't know why you're feeling this way, but I understand because I've even at my age, I feel it in certain ways as well. So I understand it, but it's also, you've got to push through. And I also feel like I'm comfortable with like the LA comedy scene. So maybe it's just because I don't really know mm -hmm. the New York comedy scene oh. as well, that I'm feeling insecure about it, that I feel like a fraud, but it's fine. We're getting through it. <laughs> you're going to get through it because everybody that I talk to that listens, and I know they're not just saying it because you're, you know, my daughter, but I, they, they think you're funny. And I even was uh, having coffee with someone who I haven't seen in a long time this morning. And I was playing some of the things of you imitating me. And they, she just like thinks you're hilarious already. And she doesn't, hasn't even seen your comedy stuff. So, okay. all right, we're going to have to pump you up somehow. How are we, <laughs> how are we pumping Julie up? I don't know. I'm going to give it some thought. No imposter syndrome. How was your week? <laughs> well, my week was good. Uh, interesting kind of imposter syndrome, but I did go to that wedding and I wore that dress that was hanging over my head about like, am I going to wear the dress? And it was like a lot of drama so leading good. up to it. Oh, well, so I did wear the dress and I felt, I felt secure in it, especially that day because I had the little jacket that I had worked out and I had the boots and then I felt comfortable and An interesting thing that happened at the wedding, which I thought was funny, is um, so my high school friends were all there, a bunch of them. And one of the guys from high school who I'm very friendly with and listens to our podcast, Hi Mark, and he listens to it every he, religiously. And he said, he came over to me and he said, okay, so I have to ask you, 
is this the dress? Is this the dress? You know, she he wanted to know if I was wearing the dress that I was having the stress about in the episode prior. And I was like, yes, this is the dress. And then one of the other girls came over and she said, Lynn, and she said, take the jacket off. It looks fantastic. And so she knew, like they knew what my drama was and they knew my insecurity about it. And I will say I pushed through and I felt good. And I didn't feel, um, I didn't actually even feel self-conscious, which was great because I thought, oh, if I wear this, I'm going to be thinking about it all night that I don't look good in it and whatever. I felt really good and I felt confident and I'm so happy that I pushed through my insecurity. Are you proud of me? Yay. Yay. I'm very proud. It was a and you deal. looked great. Thank you. The other thing I will, and this is like a soft plug, but we talked about Spanx briefly, at least me and you did privately. And I had bought Spanx for the dress because, you know, you got to smooth out the lines. And I got the Spanx and I put these Spanx on and I was like, why do women do this to themselves? Like, this is torture, literally. So I'm, I'm like, no, I can't. And I ordered, I remembered another brand I had ordered before, Commando. And they make uh, like stockings and tights and hose and all sorts of things. And I said, let me go on there because I remember their hose were like smoothing hose, like the, the pantyhose type thing. Mm -hmm. And so I went to the website and they had a body um, slip that was like a Spanx-ish sort of a thing. So you, it was a full body thing. And it's just, was almost like wearing one of those dresses I probably wore when I was younger to go into the club, like a little, <laughs> a little tight dress. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. And when I put it on, it was comfortable smoothing, amazing. I didn't feel restricted, but I felt smoothed out. So here's a free plug for Commando, the brand. If you don't know it, check it check it out and maybe we should call them and get them to sponsor an, sponsor mm -hmm. an episode. What do you think? Because that was not a sponsored plug, shot. but my God, you should try them. You would, you would love this brand. Okay. So enough said, I had that to give me confidence underneath and I felt good and the wedding was so much fun and it was great to you know, be with my friends and celebrate. And of course I posted a video about it, which I'll put in the show notes. <laughs> I even you love confident show notes. <laughs> I do. I do like writing the show notes. I even loved that. I, when I'm in an outfit that I feel good in, I feel happy to make a TikTok transition. And that's when, you know, my confidence kicks in when I will be willing to mm -hmm. do an outfit change on camera. And I, I did. So that was a lot of fun. Woohoo. Yay. <laughs> All right. So that's what happened this week. And then the, the next thing for me that I would like to talk about that happened this week will basically segue us into the topic, not that it needs to, but it's going to. And it's this idea of the work that has been coming my way has be, it because of my social media presence and not related to. So in other words, I'm not doing the TikTok shop. I'm not doing any sponsored branded content on my page to make money. But although what's you should. <laughs> although I should. <laughs> Soon. But because I'm not make, monetizing that way, what's happening to me is social media has become a very valuable currency for my persona. And I don't even want to throw age into it, but if you think about it in production, it's a very young business and people are very young and up and coming directors. And you might think by this point in my age that I would be needing to segue my way out into something else in a mentorship way or something like that. But instead, what has happened to me because of social media, I am way more relevant and way more valuable to the clients. And the work is coming in a way that it never came before. So I want to talk about that as a subject today, and we can lead into whatever else you want to talk about about it. What do you think? Do it. Okay, let's do it. Yay. <laughs> so, so this idea that 
social media is a currency. I'm going to bring Tommy in because years and years ago, he one time said to me in Chatham in the kitchen, I remember it specifically, that can you imagine one day if stock, if, if instead of there being the stock market, there was like people stock. So people were valued like stock, like the stock market. And I, and I was thinking, my God, he's got such an interesting brain that he actually thought about that. And I was like, that's, that's kind of genius. And what happened is I think he was seeing it because social media was just starting to come out, but that is almost what has happened in the world of, of social media Mm -hmm. where a lot of us are, our relevance is based on our followings or what, or the communities we've built. And so I'd love for you to talk about that a little bit as a social media, former social media manager and you're skilled in social media business. What do you think? I definitely think uh, like people's social media followings gives them credibility. And I mean, you don't have a following for nothing, especially when I was working at agencies, it's like we want to work with people who have a following for a reason, not just anybody. So it makes sense. And now going into stand-up comedy, I feel like it's even more interesting to see how other comedians are using social media, how that is affecting things. Because I think right now a lot of comedians aren't using or utilizing social media in the best way. And I can understand it because they don't really want to put their material out on the internet for people to necessarily like steal or like take their ideas. So I understand like the hesitation, but I think where things are going, it's going to help my career if I get a jump start on social media and start posting about it and start using that as like a leverage leverager of some sorts to say like I have 20,000 followers i don't know i like my clips have gone viral um so i think it seems really superficial to people who don't really give a shit about social media mm. but you have you can't deny that it no. gives people opportunities where they wouldn't have like i saw a video yesterday two days ago where this girl like no hate to her she's like a big influencer but she got broken up with and people were just sending her shit like someone paid her rent for a month in new york city she got a million different pr packages like saying like so sorry about your breakup and it's like part of me was like kind of annoyed because i'm like there is so much going on in the world that we're gonna give one singular influencer girl we're gonna pay her rent for a month when she can clearly very well pay her rent we're gonna give her all this free stuff when she's already getting a ton of free stuff so that is so I think there's, interesting. There's like good sides and bad sides to it for sure. Because it's like, sure. come on with that yeah. New York city rent, you could like do something else. <laughs> wow. With that, right. To better the world. But, and it's really this idea of this parasocial relationships of the people viewing these influencers who feel so connected yeah. to these people they're watching that number one, they feel like they know them like family. And so mm-hmm. they're compelled to actually send them money, which is amazing Yeah, when you really think about it. That's just a whole. And it's like props to them for building a community where people feel the need that they should like do that. Right. <laughs> but it is But you can see both sides it of that. Strange. It is strange. But then you can just see how it is a currency and like 
if she hasn't been posted, no way this would have happened if she gotten right. broken up with. <laughs> right. In life. And it's like right. another, yeah, the another example. I don't know if you know Emma Chamberlain. Oh, yeah. Do you know Emma Chamberlain? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because yes, she has a podcast and I feel like she's been getting a lot of, not hate, but like pointed critique about her podcast because she never went to college mm-hmm. and she blew up from like being a teenager, being kind of like more of a fashion lifestyle creator. And now she has this podcast where she's like getting into like more, I don't know, like bigger existentially type questions. And people are like, it's so hard to listen to her because she like, not that everyone needs a college education or everyone needs mm. to spend money on that, but she doesn't have like the critical thinking skills and like interesting. to like, interesting, make the right. podcast interesting. And that also begs, and she also has all these opportunities. Like she's been on a reporter for like Vogue on like at the Met Gala and all these things where, you know, if she didn't have this massive social media following, no one would care what she thought. Right. In general, that's anyway. happening. That's happening a lot. It's and the world of social media has almost become its own um, celebrity making thing, where it's like, you know, you're so you have so much credibility here, but then in the rest of the world, you're not necessarily a celebrity. It's really it's we're in a very crossroads time where celebrityism mm-hmm. is changing. And when there was a period of time on TikTok where a lot of t- influencers or small creators were really poking fun at like, oh, let's get the celebrities out of here. What do they think they're doing here kind of thing? Because it's like they're trying to be relevant when they live a lifestyle that is not even within anyone else's reach. So why are you trying to come on here and be like you're one of us? <laughs> you know what I mean? And but now all these influencers. That, yeah, it's the same, the same thing with influencers. It's the same thing with influencers. And that's why and, uh, people are talking about wanting to watch smaller creators because they're not interested in seeing yes. unrelatable stuff. And I have a theory on this. Okay. I've always had this cycle of following influencers or creators on social media where I follow them for a while. I really enjoy their content. And then there tends to be a shift where I'm like, their content seems really forced now. It seems really un inauthentic. It's not the same thing. And I realized it's because when creators or influencers make the shift to make creating and influencing their full-time job, they now depend on it to make rent, to pay the bills, to like live their lifestyle. So there becomes this added pressure to make your content perform well, where in the beginning you were just doing it as like a side fun thing. Yeah. And now it's like your main thing. And it's not as authentic because oh my gosh, you know, because it can't be because you're you have yeah. this added pressure. They're this forcing is... themselves to make content all the time. Yeah, and they're trying to pretend to be the same as they were before, but they're but they're not. When you get like ten thousand dollar PR packages and you get sent on vacations, your lifestyle does shift, and you see it when they move into these big fancy apartments that are seven thousand dollars a month. It's like, right. well, you used to live in a shitty little one bedroom part with roommates and make your videos. And now I can't relate to you because you live in a high rise that I probably could never afford. Wow. It's a very accurate description of what's happening. And it's so hits close to home for me because from the beginning of this, I have been worried about my content. Okay. Not wanting to change who I am. On, because who I am on social media is who I am in real life. So I'm I'm inconsistently mm-hmm. the same person, which I think is why 
my I have the kind of following I have because I'm not pretending to be one thing on here and then I'm doing something else in real life. I'm pretty much an, you know an open book, especially when I went through everything with cancer. But when I think about, oh, if I had to start making promoted content, it does stress me out to think, oh no, but then then people are going to be thinking I've sold out or then my my it's not going to be the same even even if i'm teaching things i'm going to feel the pressure to do that because now i have to sell a course and i that's why this whole time i've felt there was a different per- path for me because i knew that i didn't want that maybe i had the foresight to what that would be and i did one time post a video when i was on a sensodyne shoot and i was with one of the dentists in the set and i did like we did a funny trend and we had the toothpaste and it was just funny you know it wasn't like a paid piece of content we just me on on the shoot and somebody came into my comments and goes oh i knew eventually you'd sell out and i was like what this is like me having fun at work <laughs> this isn't even a paid piece of content and i was getting you know what I mean? And then I realized, and I, that comment, even though like you can have thousands of positive comments, but you can have one comment that just kind of needles at you and stays with you. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I, and it was a really defining thing because I thought, well, see, that's exactly what's going to happen if I start making promoted content. So it's always been in the back of my mind. And with that though, I want to add another really important point. I think about what's, what my social media experience is because I am on their teaching and I'm showing people how to do things. And then I have my fun and I do my behind the scenes of this or my day in the life that, or my family thing, or you do your funny comedy being me things and all the other content because I'm present and I'm visible. What's happening is I'm in people's feeds that I don't even realize. So there's former people I have worked with, former clients I have worked with from 15, 20 years ago that are seeing me very regularly now. And so when a project comes up for them and they're thinking, oh, who could we get to work on this project? They remember me, production. Oh, Helen. Oh, she's now she's a social media expert. And I'm getting work that I'm not even looking for. And it is amazing. And I think that it's a big miss on when people say, well, why do you want to be on social media? I don't need to sell anything or I don't want to have a following because I'm not going to monetize or I, I'm going to need millions of followers to make money from a platform. And I think what's so important to know that it becomes a value. It becomes like my stock went up, really. It's like what Tommy said. Mm-hmm. My stock went up so, so well. And I am so relevant in an industry where I might have not been relevant at this point in my career. It's, I think it's interesting you say that because people ask you all the time if you make money from social media and you're like, no, but the answer is yes. Yes. The answer is yes. Of course. The answer is a hard yes. You've made lots of money from social media because of all the opportunities you've gotten. And maybe they aren't, you don't need it necessarily by posting a sponsored post, but you have directly made money from being active on social media. Yes. And that is so the answer so- is yes. The answer is yes, but it's like the problem is it's an indirect yes because people are asking me, how can I make money on, how can, they they think you get money from views or because you have a million followers, some magic coins are falling out of the sky or something like that. I remember thinking when we, when I started on TikTok and you guys were like, oh, you're going to be TikTok famous. And it was like the family joke. And I, I kept thinking, well, if I have a million followers, <laughs> I'm going to be rich. I literally <laughs> thought that, you know? Because I remember that was the impression or the illusion of what it seems like when you see these these uh, people with all these huge followings. So it's been a very mm-hmm. interesting, real experience to go through it and see, oh, actually, no, unless I'm going to 
sell a course, which by the way, did sell a course briefly and had a $15 course and sold 10,000, 10, I think courses of them, which, you know, think about that's a good chunk of change, but in the long haul, I think it's more valuable for me to build a community than to sell a $15 course because the community value will have more as the community grows versus, you know, one batch of people who are willing to pay for, to learn something. I know that's probably going to be a controversial topic and people would tell me otherwise because they do all the time. You should sell a course. Mm -hmm. You should make a, you know, I I don't want to, I don't want to do it. So maybe I'll change my mind someday, but for now, I don't think that's my path. But I do like this idea that I'm on the top of mind of people and the opportunities are very different that I'm getting. So I'm having a consulting opportunity where I'm going to be consulting on a regular basis to advise a business about how they should sell or promote their items on social media. And have like, that's an opportunity. I'm, t- I'm directing TikToks for another director on the shoots that came from being TikTok present. Um, we've done some consulting things for clients together where we've talked to to businesses about how to run their social media department and how to mm-hmm. deal with social media. So there's things that have come from it and shoots that have come up because I was found, oh, and the person figured out that I was a commercial director and then they hire me for the shoot. So yes, things have come. And it's, and you guys are always trying to tell me because maybe I'm the one that's got imposter syndrome. And I'm like, all right, so what? I have all these followers on TikTok and I don't think I even rate it the way other people rate it. Mm-hmm. You just was saying it to me yesterday on our Zoom call, and I can't remember exactly what you said, but I was like, I wish I was recording it. Because you were trying to say... What I said was, yes, you have me. grown to a million followers. Or, okay. You have tell grown me. to a million followers organically. That is a skill in of itself. And even if you don't think you know what you did to get there, you know what you did to get there. That's what you said. And, and you right. got there. <laughs> And if I think about what I did, I remember, and this is what I said to you, which was funny. I was like, yeah, I remember when I had a keyboard because I was so knowing that I needed to answer the comments when I would have a viral video that I got a little keyboard to attach to my phone so I could power through the comments before mm-hmm. I was doing, now I can, you can do the comments on, on tiktok.com if you want to, but I got a keyboard because I want a guy who was like, I have to be able to type faster to answer more comments. So to me, it was very important to be responsive to the followers who are following yeah. me to learn things. And I still love that. And I think that's what a lot of, I think that's what a lot of creators now who are getting started get, don't put priority on is valuing the people that are already watching you and that are already a fan. Yeah, Like people who have a, hun- a thousand followers are like, I want more followers. I want more followers, but they're not engaging and providing value to the thousand people that are already there watching. And that's one of the things we talk about all the time in workshops. And sometimes I get annoyed too. (laughs) I mean, I get annoyed (laughs) because I'm like, I have 20,000 followers and like, I'm stuck in 200 view jail, but like, I'm still thankful for all the people that do watch. And I I respond, I respond to every comment too. I don't get as many as you, but I do try and respond to every single comment because I definitely still, even if everybody doesn't do as well as I wanted to, I'm happy that people commented. And I feel like a lot of my loyal followers are just follow- your followers that came to follow me because of you. <laughs> That's okay. They love you. It's fine. It's still a follower. It doesn't matter yes, where they came from. It doesn't matter. They are now and, interested. 
And they're and they're your fans. And I hate the word fans, yeah. but the, in your case, I'm going to say because you're a comedian that they're your fans. But I don't. Yeah. I I do value. I think this is a big miss from people who are thinking about follower count. Is they're not realizing every follower is a person. Every single it's, follower is a person, except for the bots or right? a bot. <laughs> or a bot. But when I think about sometimes I can't think about nine hundred eighty thousand people. That freaks me out. But I do think about like the people, they're all real people and they're in my comment section. And I don't think, oh, this person or this follower, that follower. I think this person and that person. I don't think this follower and that follower. Different. You want to hear something crazy? I do. The Michigan Big House holds 110,000. You can almost fill nine or 10 stadiums of people who follow you. And you've been to the Big House. You know how many people out of this. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. That's a, that's a scary visual. <laughs> and like I could fill, I can't do the math, 20%. Okay. That's the student section. I could fill the student section. All right. That's a lot of people. <laughs> I, th- I, and this goes to my, this stays on the same point of that. Every single person is sitting in a seat. They're actually a person and they're not just, so when I'm talking to my followers, I guess you might say, I'm pretty much talking to them one at a time in my mind because mm-hmm. I know they're with their phone at home and they're just listening and they're not in a fa- in a group like staring at their phone watching in, in a stadium. So to me, I'm still talking to one person. <laughs> I think that's why I've kept on, I've kept the same style of content because I never really think of it like a big giant audience in a stadium. I think of it as a person that I'm helping. <laughs> I don't know. I can't process it any other way. This is my imaginary friend and I'm just talking to it. (laughs) So I know it's one of the secret things I always talk about when I'm trying to explain to people how to talk to your camera and how to not be hi guys, hi everybody, hi TikTok, you know, do that thing. So it's one of my favorite things to tell people, please don't do that. Think of it as one person, but I truly still think of it that way. And that's when when I'm making a video, I always think of it that way. And when I'm answering a comment, I'm answering that person. And a lot of times I get the messages and I'm like, oh my God, I have so many messages. I got to try and answer some of these. So I go, and I love when the person's always surprised to get an answer from me. And I want to say like, I'm a person, you're a person. Why wouldn't I answer you? But I can't always, sometimes it is hard to keep up, but it's kind of cute because I've realized that they're thinking of me in a different way than I'm thinking of me. They're thinking of me as like a celebrity person that's not going to have time to answer their mail, (laughs) you know, their fan mail. And I'm like, they ask me a question about how to do something. I'm like, oh yeah, I know how to do that. And I write them back. Like, here's how you do that. Go to this tutorial and do it this way. And then I love when I get questions that I have to solve, like a puzzle. Oh, I don't know. How do they, how am I going to teach them how to do that? There has to be a workaround. And then I, it gets my wheels spinning. So I read everything. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. And I think of every single person as a, every follower as a person, which I think is a helpful attitude to have. So if you have a smaller following in your own mind, you think a thousand isn't a lot of people. That's a thousand people. And every single one of them is chosen to follow you and yeah. wants to hear what you have to say and has found you and I, making that choice to follow because a lot of people have to ask you to follow. And and if yeah. you haven't asked for the follow and you got the follow, you did something right. I have a thought. Go ahead. Okay. So yesterday okay. you hit 10,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, yeah. And you know what I think is so interesting that I feel like this is because of Instagram but that 10,000 is such like a milestone in social media purely because, and this is what I think 
that on Instagram, on TikTok, when you hit 10,000, it goes, it presents on your feed as 10K and not like 9872. But isn't that interesting that that is so important to people now? Just getting like the K. The K. When it's like, when you hit a thousand, you should feel like that. Right. When you hit 500, you should feel excited. Right. It's the K. But because it's it's (laughs) It's the the K. It's the abbreviation of the number (laughs) that makes people real happy. And I'll admit it, I wanted to hit 10K on TikTok and I did. And and it was so fucking exciting. I'm nowhere close on Instagram. Let's talk about this for a second. Instagram's tough, though. It's tough to grow a following. That's what I was just going to say. Why is it? I mean, we know why it's hard. But how come it's not as easy to get people from our TikTok followings to our Instagrams? Yeah, it's a really tough one. I don't know. I've had a situation occasionally where I've been on a live and I'll say, well, I put that on my Instagram story. So if you want to see that. And then I get a boatload of followers from that live that go over there because I mention there's things I put on my Instagram story that I don't necessarily feature on my TikTok. (laughs) And that's helpful, but I don't do that enough. And and I think I, but I think that people on TikTok are quick to follow. It's Mm -hmm. like you see someone and it's almost like, I'm never going to see that person if I don't hit the follow button. (laughs) So I haven't Mm -hmm. hit the follow button, especially if you like their content, you want to make sure that you can find them again. So you, your instinct is to follow because then you can always know you can go into your followers list. I don't think people are that apt to hit the follow button on Instagram. I think they're way more choosy. And it's just because Instagram itself is more of a curated feed. So as a viewer, you're curating who you want to follow more carefully. And I think that Mm -hmm. might be part of it. And I've seen creators who hit like a strike a nerve with someone and all of a sudden their follower goes crazy. There was some uh, woman who's very avid student of mine who (laughs) something happened. She did something with a menopause thing and she blew up. And all of a sudden she had like, 15,000, 30,000 followers overnight. And I was like, why? How come? How come my, one of my tutorials hasn't done that for me? <laughs> I also think Instagram became a thing when you you only really followed people you knew. Like yeah. It came about when I was in high school. You only followed people Facebook you knew from of, high school. Right. It was a Facebook. In TikTok, you just, you just follow anybody that you're interested in. There was never that like exclusivity thing. Right. But Instagram it, started as like a Facebook where it was like, you only really follow people you know. And I feel like it's even taken me a while to like adjust and be like, okay, I'm going to follow people, you know, well, even if a, they don't follow me back. That's but, a like, very good point. Like I've just recently started following celebrities on Instagram, which I feel like is I'm late to the game on that. I've, I, I follow a lot of comedians now. I follow like oh. different comedy clubs, different comedy shows you have now. just hit the nail on the head, I think. Yeah, but I very much so because I don't even spend as much time hitting follow on Instagram myself. So why should I get followers back in a way? <laughs> Meanwhile, on TikTok, I'm like follow, 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 follow. Right, right, right. <laughs> the minute I see something I like, I'm like follow quick so I don't lose this person. But also, oh. okay, here's my other hot take. You know, Instagram started. You would only see people you knew on your feed. Mm. Like you only saw people mm-hmm. yeah. you followed on your feed. Like that was. That's how it works. Baseline. Yeah. TikTok's baseline is you're only seeing people you don't follow. Like from the very beginning. So it's so, different. Yeah. You're 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 sort of jumped into the to the deep end of the ocean on TikTok right away. That's a really good differentiation. Different differentiation between the two. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So interesting. 
And I think, and I've always said it's so much easier to grow on TikTok for that reason, because people are more apt to just jump on it. But then it, a, a little bit for a lot of people who come into the workshops, they don't have that success of growth. So I want to just talk, this isn't supposed to be a workshop, but let's just talk about, I don't know, general strategy and growth things. Because you did say before, what I've done is pretty amazing with like having grown a community of the size that I have over there. And I'm a little nervous to hit the 1 million because then it's going to be one number, one M instead of 980,000. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite. I'm like, I don't know if I want to hit a million. It's going to turn to one. Anyway, but if I think about what I've, how, why do I have that following? Like, let's really, really dig for a second. Why are they following me? Why are so many people following me? So I circle. I feel like we need to save this. For- so we save it. Okay, but why though? Why do you think? Because I have some changed our entire strategy about no, no, no. Why do you? (laughs) I know, but I'm saying, why do you think so many people are following me? Because you're you. Oh, I was going to say because I'm teaching them something. (laughs) No, because wow, we have very different. Wow. I think if you asked any of your followers why they follow you, they probably wouldn't say tutorials. That's the first reason. Oh my word. And I think you could do a freaking survey for your own TikTok. You should make a video today and be like, I just need to know why you guys follow me. Like, I'm curious, like what made you hit the follow button? And your oh followers my. would answer. If anyone else did that, that video would just flop. But you're <laughs> not for you. Wow. That's pretty that's a pretty much of an eye opener. Cause I just I was gonna say strategically, it's because I'm I'm providing something no, no, that no. they we'll want to save see the strategy for the socialized. I thought that was a good one, though. It is a good one, but th- we literally just changed our whole business strategy to incorporate some of the stuff. And not wow. that I want to gatekeep because we're going to give it for free, but of course, you know, yeah, of course, I, I know, I know, and we, and we do. I love that we're evolving on the business side, and it's so much of what's happening us on the on the business side is evolving just because of our growth. And our experience on social media now. And I love it because we're always, I don't want to say pivoting, by the way, because it's not a, that's not the word, because we're not really pivoting. We're not changing direction. We're just getting more focused mm-hmm. and we're really honing in on what the need is. So I'm pumped yeah. for that. Separate episode, separate topic, but yay. All right. So we have, we have, uh, covered a lot of things in the social media front. I love this idea that social media is now a personal currency. It's a it's a value that is different. It's not saying that if you don't have a social media following, you have no value by any stretch. It's giving <laughs> you a value in a space though. It's giving you a value in a, a, a the digital space. And I think that's why moving forward, more and more people are going to want to have a social media following. That's just going to be the nature of it because as we know, if you have a big social media following, you're more likely to be able to publish a book, for example, because that's what or they get want. get your rent paid when you get broken or get up your, with. <laughs> or get your rent paid. You can get free products. I do get some PR packages here and there. Not not that much, but but I think that we, as a society, as even though it's like we might say influencer culture is going to change, I do think value- Having an is, influence. Having an influence is going to it's not going away. It's not going away. It's priceless. That's a commercial. All right. We covered a lot today. Thank you so much for listening. We, we enjoyed it. 
let's uh, peace out. Yours truly. Ellen and Julie. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a comment. We love to hear your feedback. And it's helpful if you uh, hop into the Instagram, yourstruly.thepodcast, and you can leave a comment and you can submit some questions so we can tackle some questions on a future episode. We would love Or leave us a review. Leave us a review, even better. That will be fun. We're actually, our podcasts are posted on YouTube. So if you're interested in seeing what's happening, besides just listening to it... (laughs) We are, vis- we are visual on my YouTube channel. I'll put that link below as well. And uh, you can find us on our socials, which is at The Mothership with a U and at Julie Polisi. Also in the show notes, because I'm a fan of the show notes. I love the show, the show notes. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And thank you, Nick, for editing us. Our wonderful editor, Nick Lokenskard, is really taking care of us and making sure that everything is smooth every week and sounds good. And we appreciate him so much. I'm going to put Nick in the show notes too. All right. See you next week.